What's going on, everybody? The Modern Flirting Podcast, once again, the best MF and podcast in the whole wide world. And I'm happy to be here with you. Dale Valor is always holding it down, hosting this this ship of reckless knowledge. <laughs> Last week it was a Q-tip. <laughs> this week it's a battleship. I got Nicholas sitting here with me. Jared's going to yeah. pop in a little bit later. We'll see who else uh, rears their knowledge-filled noggin uh, up in the mix. You know, So I- I'm excited. We got a good one here today. I took a lot of time to plot and plan this one out. I've got better uh, would-you-rather questions. <laughs> so, not so mundane. Like, what's better, cereal or toast? <laughs> would you rather have cereal or would you rather have toast? <laughs> so these ones are going to be a little bit better uh, this week. I think it's going to be a little more fun. Um, but the first thing that I really wanted to jump into, well, first, actually, before I even get into that, Nicholas, you good? Yeah. Ready? I am I am amped up for this. Let's do it. Last week was hella fun, so I'm I'm double excited. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um I was digging for a little bit of fodder for us to talk about. And I was looking up dating trends and things like that. And what I came across was this article. And what it dealt with was uh dating expectations, okay. And so let me pull it up right here. I should have been a little more prepared and just had it up already, but fuck it. All right. So, oops. Yeah. Open. There we go. All right. So this is actually, oh, that's probably Jared right here. All right. So here's the thing. Um, this is actually from women's, <laughs> women's health. Oh, it's Jamie. I thought it was going to be Jared. Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. You got up from a nap or what? Huh? Looks like you just got up from a nap. I know you're like wearing your pajamas. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. You, you're just in time. <laughs> All right. Make sure. Hey, by the way, make sure that you talk into your phone. Okay. Because I know you don't have your mic there. Or do you? Talking into my phone. Oh, there you go. That sounded good. There. Yeah, that was way better. I was on a pillow. Oh, fair enough. Okay, so I found this article on women's health, all right? The the magazine website, not it's not about women's health, all right? Was Uh, it written by a man? (laughs) (laughs) But the article is, do I have unrealistic expectations in my relationship? And and this applies to dating as well, by the way. So, (laughs) um. So they run down a list. I'm not going to read the whole article, but I wanted to go through a few. uh, There's basically 12 things that they bring up. And I just wanted to get your guys take on this. And I'm glad you're here, Jamie, because you give the obviously the, um, you know, contrary. I represent all women. Yeah, right. You speak for you speak for everybody with a vagina, apparently. So. um, And by the way, side note, what is husband dick? Oh my God, I'm so happy that you asked. (laughs) Okay, so what husband dick is, is um, the dick and the man it's attached to that would make a woman want to stick around till death do them part. Oh, okay, I got you. Because I don't know if you saw the comment I put on your post. I was like, I have no idea what that is. I guess I'll ask my wife. (laughs) Yeah. No, also 
to be honest, husband and dick really came from like what I describe as more husband dick energy. But um, but husband dick is like that good dick that's like not too big to where you can go a lot, but also not too small to where it's not great. So uh, okay. Explain that. What is a perfect size as a small size? Well, here let me show you. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like, I don't know. Everyone's different, first of all. And also, I also preface it by saying I've had smaller dicks and it like doesn't matter because they are so good still. But I feel like my perfect size is like a good seven and a half thick. Well, that puts favorite. me out of the run and if I 12 inches, but. <laughs> See, but I've had dicks that are bigger and it's too big and then you can't even it's like too big and then it's like after you like i had a guy when i first moved to la oh my god he ended up being on the bachelor that's a whole other story but anyway i dated this guy when i first moved to la and this motherfucker had like legitimately nine inches and i i was like ow like we couldn't even do anything i yeah, was like i've, I've, I've heard that being I'm five you. foot like you're halfway up my abdomen i don't know all right here's parents never hear this this is ridiculous humble Sorry. brag or not so humble i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say it uh, I actually won a prettiest cock contest. What? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. sir. Yeah. All right, show it up. Let's go. <laughs> YouTube isn't exactly going to take kindly. Well, <laughs> this thing is a podcast right now, so. <laughs> oh, Wait, we're not, right. Are we doing the podcast? Are we on the podcast right now? Yeah, we're, we I already started. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay, again, unrealistic unrealistic expectations let me know what if you think that this is if, if this is unrealistic or it's realistic or your experience with this dynamic okay number one you expect your partner to look attractive always man for me definitely not like i actually think it's i actually think it's kind of hot when a girl feels feels comfortable waking up in the morning and just looking you know the way she looks without makeup i'm with you you know, you if she can dude, if she can doll up i love that like i think there's a big difference in like inability to doll up like there's a lot of really gorgeous women um that just don't know how to use what they got they don't think they're cute but they're fucking cute so i think yeah ability to doll up is more than than waking up perfect to me yeah and we're, we're on the same page on that one i think you know i, I mean Again, these are unrealistic expectations. It, it is unrealistic to think that you're a part that your partner is going to look a, like all it, it, in particularly for a girl mm -hmm. because there's so oh damn <laughs> because there's so much <laughs> because there's so much effort that needs to go into you know all the all the makeup the doing the hair yeah. the time that it takes to do that and. All, all that stuff that is, that is really unrealistic to hold somebody to that standard i think yeah i agree with that and, and i even do a side point that i actually find it really hot when a, a woman can send me like cute pics like selfie pics and there's no filter and i can tell there's no filter mm -hmm. i think i love that confidence it's authenticity i think yeah I like my man to be slightly rubbed up in baby oil at all times. Really <laughs> just like emphasize like like a nice bronze tan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think I know like I'm actually I'm reading the book State of Affairs by Esther Perel. Does anyone know? 
Her? I know the name. Oh my God. She does uh the podcast, um, uh, where do we begin? Or where should we begin? She's a relationship therapist. She's like a genius. She's amazing. So her podcast, that way I got turned on to her. So like her podcast, she takes a, a couple, she sees them one time and they record the session. And it's like these couples, you know, a lot of them have like one cheated on one or one, you know, this or that, whatever. And she basically takes their stories, hears them and regurgitates back their stories back to them in a way that is not blaming of either or empowers both of them um, and helps them with like meaning making and then like solution based like thinking. Yeah, I like that. And, and it's like it's mind blowing the way that she does it um anyway so i and they always like you know how they said the podcast is a you know uh author of state of affairs rethinking infidelity and i wanted to read it because a lot of guys that we see you know they're, they're they've been cheated on or they've cheated and they have lots of like emotions about it and whatever and what's so great about this book is it really paints a picture in like a non-blaming way it's not saying like cheating is good but it's it's not saying like it's it's really like rationalizing why one would make that decision. And one of the things they're talking about in the beginning is the expectations we have, especially in this country and Western cultures on marriage. Love wasn't even in the equation of marriage up until recently. And now we depend on our partner for literally everything. Mm -hmm. Like we want them to be attractive. We want them to be spontaneous, but yet know all, us all around and know what we like and what we do not like. We yet surprise us, uh, be our best friends and our therapist, but yet, you know, be like mysterious. And like, it's like, we expect everything and it's just impossible uh, or it's not impossible, but it's just, it's very hard. And so it's like recalibrating like what that actually looks like in a nowadays marriage. Hey, look at my mom. Hello. <laughs> but yeah, I'm done by the way. Continue. Okay. All right. Number two. You expect to have a certain amount of sex on a regular basis. Is that something that's um, unrealistic? Mom, you've been married for 36 years. Uh-huh. What do you think? What do I think? Take a look at this. This is what I think. Oh, this shower. We're in a hotel room but and they have a shower in the middle. My daughter's with us. Yeah, no. So I, yeah, <laughs> I can't use it. But mom, what, answer the question. What do you think? Do you think that you should expect to have a certain amount of sex every week? Don't even, I don't want to give the answer, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. Like, you want to right, know that? Well, all right, reality, when you first get married, when you're dating, mm-hmm. and then children, life. Okay. Happens. Definitely. All right. And, but you you make more of a point because, I mean, the passion isn't like it was. But, you know, you have to go away a lot, and you have to just get back in there. What about when the kids are out of the house? Like, I mean, grown up and out, adult children. Is that play a role in the well you better be when i'm not in the house (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's like i said it evolves it's a different type of love like i really think when you first get married it's different Mm -hmm. just you know you grow and it's a different kind of a passion because you've shared so much but you know it takes two to tango i mean you you know you both have to that's what they tell me mindset You're, you're an only As child. I learned you? through Jamie's. Can I mention the show? Oh my God. Yes. How to build a sex room on Netflix. No, it's called The Sex Room. No, it's uh, How to Build a Sex Room. That's oh, that's called. right. Oh my gosh. Oh. She's telling me what room we should do. I know. Hold, hold on. Let me I, grab my camera. Let me show you guys something. Uh, 
No, have you guys seen that? <laughs> yes. No, I've I've never seen it. No, but I. It's amazing. You gotta, I, now you I feel sen- now I feel like I got to censor myself because your mom's on here. But <laughs> that being said, um, I've I've known my way around rooms like that many many yeah, 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 many yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I but I told her at this point in our 60s it's more like the apparatus you have in your room you're not in your 60s getting Get up and on here. off the bed <laughs> literally the handicap look at your 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 limber it's fine anyway continue okay. do you, do you realize oh here goes jared do you realize i'm probably closer to age to your mom than i am to you jamie how old are you dale i'll be 46 this year holy oh i had no idea you look so young wow dude. i had zero idea i know right give me give me the name of your witch I know we didn't start the podcast or not. Oh, of course we did. We did not. It's my mom. Hi, mom. Hi. Hi. Anyway, nice meeting you. Wait, nice meeting you as well. Yeah, that's Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Uh, Bring your mom more often. I like your mom. Yeah, everyone loves mom. Uh, okay, bye, mom. Bye. We 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 just started, Jared. I'll bring you up to speed real quick. So I found an article about dating expectations. If they're too rigid or, you know, if uh, the expectation is too much, if it's unrealistic, like that's what we're kind of delving into. So um, the amount of sex, expecting a certain amount of sex, is that an unrealistic expectation or no? In a relationship? Yeah. Or date. I mean, if you're dating somebody on a regular basis, let's say that at least. I mean, this is a hard, I mean, uh, the amount of, look, for, if you're dating somebody, the idea should be, sex shouldn't be something where it's like a negotiation tool. It should never, sex should never be something that's like, please give me, or I'm going to use this if you do this, right? So we see a lot of times guys with sex either get too desperate with it, to I, I, I am, I demand it, um, whatever. And we see women, on the other hand, using it as a, well, you didn't do the dishes, so no sex, or this here, you, you know, you did this right as a treat of sex, whatever. Yeah. And this, this, this term, what it does is when we look at sex this way, um, we're treating it as a transactional relationship. Yes. Agreed. And that, that cheapens the entire relationship when sex is looked at that way. Right. So the idea is how often you should be doing sex. It should be this ideal way of connecting, um, and enjoyment with your partner, which is really what it is. It's a connecting and it's a form of enjoyment. So for me, if my partner wants sex, I'm only turning that down if there's a really fucking good justification or reason. Like I'm literally really sick. It's not like a headache. Um, I am. I really have to go. Like like I I'm on a time crunch or whatever. Right. Sex, I think, should be one of those things that's just like if you love somebody and you find them attractive, then why wouldn't you want to be having as much sex as possible with it? And if there's a lull then there needs to be that conversation of, hey, I'm feeling disconnected. Hey, I'm feeling like we're losing, we're losing steam on it. Let's talk why that might be. What is going on here? Um, yeah. But I think it's one of those things where if, if any partner is in the mood for sex, the other partner should be good and willing and down for it unless there's a damn good reason. And if they're not, then then that turns into something that should be addressed or discussion of why we're not feeling that. What are we losing here on it? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that there's, you know, you should have an expectation as 
a certain a certain amount as long as you're on the same page with that certain amount. Yeah, I mean it shouldn't necessarily be like we have to do it eight times a week. That's just what it has to be. I I, I agree with what you're saying, Jared. You know what I mean? Like that just I think in deep relationships you can like schedule sex dates. But sometimes like, you have to. Right. So you know, there's I no saying, other like, way around it. I, I have to do that. If we're talking, you know, post one or two years in a relationship, yeah, you can schedule date nights, sex nights, let's do some new kinky shit, whatever the fuck, right? But mm-hmm. if we're talking new relationships, which I'm guessing a lot of our viewers are, are dealing with or listening, you know, um, when it's somewhat new, I, it's, it's not so much a number thing for me as much as it is a, this is the enjoyable activity we do when yeah. we can, you know, when either party is desiring. But the only time that gets... The only time that gets dangerous is when the guy listening to this has an unhealthy mindset of scarcity where he gets super needy. It's like, I need it all the time, every time to prove that she still likes me. I need it again and again and again. I'm a fucking sex. Addict. It's like, there obviously is some balance to it. It mm-hmm. has to be like, let's do it whenever we want with the also understanding of it's not a big deal. Right. Agreed. What do you think, Nicholas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with everything Jared said. 100%. Um, uh, for me, I, I almost think about um, this t- type of twist on it. What if you're in a long relationship, like you're married, and she doesn't want to have any sex at all, for whatever reason, she's kind of it's, it just died off, right? At that point, as a man, do you stay with it and somehow, you know, not go to infidelity? Or do you jerk off more? I, I'm kind of curious about as a man, you fix it. What? Men are fixers. As a man, we solve the problem. So the problem is we're not having enough sex. That's not going on in our lives. Then you fix it. Then you, then you have that conversation with your girl. Then you start going in. Well, why is it not happening? What is going on here? What can we do to jump this again? And you obviously frame it in a way that makes it to her benefit because obviously we want her enjoying it. We want her feeling more connected. We want the relationship thriving and we don't want it to be the slow decline where we're just kind of ignoring the problem. I speak from somebody from experience where I've been there, where I just kind of like ignored the problem because I was in an open relationship. So I'm like, fuck it. And the sex is dying out here, but I get it from all these other sources. So wh- why the fuck do I care? Whatever, I'll just, I'll just ignore this and and maybe it fixes on its own. It doesn't, it just gets worse yeah, and worse and worse. Way of course, of yeah. course. <laughs> I've learned my lesson hands down from that, right? Because it's an uncomfortable conversation to say we're disconnected, we're falling out of love, we're, we're not sex, as sexually attracted to each other as we used to be or whatever the fuck, right? It, nobody wants to have that conversation. But if you're, actually, if you're coming to me asking like, oh, as a man, what do you do? Do you jerk off more infidelity? No, fuck no, you fix the problem. And it starts with having those tough uh, conversations. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, but I, 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 I think know. that there's I, a, well, go ahead. I, I was gonna, I love everything you're saying, Jared. Uh, and also that having those conversations, it's so funny. It's like so many guys are afraid to have that conversation just because, you know, it might hurt their ego or it's tough or, you know, it might, you know, shed light on something that could tear them apart. When in actuality, that's the exact type of rela- uh, conversation that breeds that vulnerability that brings you guys closer together. Mm-hmm. So I actually think having those conversations is, is so healthy in a multitude of ways, not only to fo- solving the problem, but also bringing you guys closer because of it. I think that having a precursor to that conversation is also helpful because if you just walk in one day and you're just like, Hey, this is a problem. We need to get this figured. A lot of times I think that the other party is going to be uh, a little bit uh, on the defense, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. not be willing to 
really necessarily have that conversation or just kind of shut down because there, there's a reason to, as to why that that situation is happening and it's just not being addressed. They feel like that they have to be on defense. So I think a precursor to that conversation leading into that conversation is probably uh, the best way to go. Oh, here goes Cosmo. All right, number three, you expect your partner to always play in date night. I mean, that's is that unrealistic? Of course. Why should any partner always do anything? I don't, I don't expect my partner to, like, if you said anything, if you fucking literally said anything, <laughs> I always expect my partner to blank. I disagree with you 100%. I, I vehemently disagree. I, I could be literally anything. Partnership, by definition, to me, is 50-50. Is, is well, I know your answer to the next one. Because <laughs> that's an <gonna> <laughs> everything question, too. Uh, Unless it's like, if, if we're getting mugged, who should protect or who should attack or defend against the mugger? Then it's always me. Fine. But like, I'm literally racking my brain. I come up with a, when am I, when is, if there is a spider in the house, I'm like, yes, I will always take care of the spider. Like little things like that with protection. I have a very hard time thinking of anything else that falls, falls under always my partner does this. I'll tell you, you know, for me, I prefer to plan it out. Now I don't mind suggestion. Or here's an event coming up, you know, we should go to this event or there's this thing coming up, I'd like to go. Okay, fine. That, that's one thing. But in terms of actually planning out uh, a, a date, I prefer to do it myself. Like I, if, I, if I do it every time, I'm good with that. Then yeah, I, I agree with Dale. For, for me, it's like, it's not, a, I guess the difference is not an expectation. It's kind of an assumption that because I like planning the things out and she likes following my lead, that's expected that I will always do that. But it's different from her pressuring me, I guess is what me and Dale are saying. So that's a caveat. The, the way you phrased your question was, I always expect my partner to blank. Mm -hmm. I don't expect my partner to always do shit. If my partner or me says, hey, this is my preference, I want to always mm -hmm. do something. Now it's, it's not the expectation. It's the, right. it's, it's, you are saying that you always want to do, of course, every relationship is based on what you both want, compromise on, uh, enjoy, whatever the fuck. So if you're literally like, I always want to plan it. And, and there's a big end Dale. She likes that too. Right. Because if, because if your preference is, I always like to plan a date and her preference is I like to plan it sometimes. Now we have a clash. Well, I would let that happen. I, I'm, you know, willing to, you know, have a little bit of uh, uh, compromise on that. It's, it's not like my way or the highway when it comes but to it, that. It can, easily, it can easily start feeling that sometimes. Right? If I'm your girl and I know you always like to plan things, do you think I'm going to tell you, if I love you, right? I'm going to be like, hey, I want to plan this one, knowing that you don't like that. So now I'm going to be submissive and it's like, well, I know Dale likes to always plan things. So I'm not going to bring it up and I'm going to ignore it, even though I would like to plan things once in a while, because what the fuck, I want to do something I want to do, but I'm not going to do it because Dale is framed and cemented as a guy who always plans things. Well, I'll tell you, you know, so the, it gets, it, it gets murky. Well, no, I hear you. I, I think for, for me, you know, communication is really, I mean, I think this is probably for anybody. Communication is really key, but you know, like I always throw out, you know, like this is my preference. This is the way I like to do things, but if you have a suggestion, if you want to try something different, if you want to do X, Y, and Z, just know I'm not going to, you know, try to battle you on that. Just let me know. 
And I'm 99% of the time, I'm fine with it. But you got to tell them, if you just swallow it, then how am I, how am I ever going to know? I would, and I'm curious what other people think on this one, too. I don't want to hog the fucking mic here, but um, I think it's just a word, it's a small, small wording thing. But what I would say to my girl is this. As a default, if this conversation came up, but like, look, I love planning. I'm cool with planning. I could plan from from, the, from now until the day I die. I will plan shit. And you just put on your sexy dress, look good. I got you, okay? I would say the default is I'm going to plan everything. But the moment you're inspired, the moment you feel like you want to plan something, the moment something comes up and you want to take the reins, I'm all for it. But the default is I'm going to plan and do everything. I'm going to, I'm going to plan it all out. Yeah. Until you let me know otherwise, you feel inspired, you feel you want to you wanna step in for once, you want to have fun with it, I'm all for it, go for it, I love it. It's not something I'm not like, oh, I don't really like it, but I'll do it for you. No, I want you to have that, uh, but th as default, I'll do it. Yeah. So now she realizes, hey, okay, Jared's going to do it as a default, like, he's going to take the reins, it's him. But she has that freedom and that okay and that positive reinforcement that if she does want to plan something one day, Mm -hmm. Go for it. And I, it's not, I'm, you're not taking anything away from me. Yeah. That's how I do. What do you guys think? Who else like, wants to jump in on You've been thought there. I can tell she has something. Um, I mean, I, I agree with Jared. Like, I don't like the whole, like, I never expect my, you know, or I always expect my partner to do blank. It's, too, it's both. Um, and also, I don't know. I feel like I'm not, I mean, listen, I'm not the best planner in the world, but I still want to plan because I want to, you know what I mean? Like I, I want to like show that extra mile and I'm excited to be with that person. And I feel like maybe even just doing those actions will get you more excited about seeing your partner and getting, you know what I mean? And having that romantic time together. Um, but you know, I, I think that when it crosses that boundary of like, okay, well, my partner's always going to do this and therefore I can't even like think outside the box and, you know, maybe surprise him or something like that. That's where it kind of gets like uh, a little bit too much. One is taking and one is giving all the time. What do you think, Cosmo? Uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Should the partner always be expected to do something or even if there's a preference for it or how does that conversation go? Like, did you always plan the dates should you, uh, how should you allow room for your, for your girl to plan the dates? Something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the personality color of the girl, right? Um, some women are, you know, yellow, blue, some are red, red are going to take the initiative for sure. The women that I tend to date are fucking red. So there you go. Right. Um, I, <laughs> I, I like, I like 50, 50, but if the girl's very dominant and she's a red personality, um, what I've done in the past is basically like whenever you want to go do something that I don't enjoy that much or vice versa, let's split it down the middle. And whenever you feel like you want to take the lead, let's go. And, you know, next week I want to go bowling, play ping pong and go to the beach and she'll tell me what she wants to do. And for me, it's 50, 50. Yeah. I just, I just hate the word always. I think unless, unless it's who gets anal tonight, there's, there's no always, you know, like, like I, I, there should always be switching things up. There should always be like, let's change You know, like, it's just, it, I just don't like that kind of mentality. I think too many people are, um, they think of, of, of relationships like this binary thing and you lose fun. You lose sight of a lot of stuff. You know, you, you know, what's funny is that the, the quickest way to diffuse an argument is to never, ever again, say always and never. 
because the other party can always counter that always. Yeah. Yep. So if you're like, you never wash dishes, she could, or he could be like, well, I did last week. You see what I mean? So that always and never for me, I, yeah. I mean, do agree with Jared. They're always tends to, most of the time, <laughs> to, most of the time tends to lead into arguments because there's no wiggle room. And the next thing that I would say is like, even for me and Jared, like Jared will call me for dating advice. I call him for dating advice. When you, even as a dating coach, when you're inside the tornado, when you're inside the hurricane in a relationship, it's really hard to be non-biased and look out because it's so personal to you. So I, I think this is a great, this is a great topic. I want to finish. I'm going to let you finish your thought. Sorry, but this is a great topic. I want to get on, but go. Sorry. No, I, I mean, I was finishing up. I mean, that's, that's all that it is, right? Like we're dating coaches. And then when we get into a relationship, we're doing stupid shit that we're coaching our students not to do. And it's like, oh, here we go doing this shit. So that's, you know, the dichotomy of being a dating coach is the irony of it is when, once you're in it, you know some things you shouldn't be doing and then you do it. I will say my last relationship, I got into it because of the ego thing. Like all the guys are like, you can never date an Israeli girl. Israeli girls don't date Latin guys. Don't uh, date Latin guys. I dated her for a year only off of ego only to prove to people that I can do it. Cause once I went through the breakup, I was like, I'm not even attracted to her like at all. I don't even know how I got into this. And so I, I started to go to a shrink and talk to my close friends. And it was an ego thing. Honestly, you can't do that Cosmo. I went, I got into it to show people I could. No, nope, that's it. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, what did you, all right, Jared, what did you want to touch right. on about this? This is the, this is the topic of the podcast. It's literally, this is what the title is going to be episode, whatever the fuck, the yips. This Always is, say yes to anal. Yes. Or that. We, we, I mean, we can go both ways with this one. But, um, <laughs> the yips. All right. This is a thing. The last couple of days, me, Albert, is also a coach of my flirting um, and my our best friend, Brandon, who's got amazing, at least social circle game. I don't know about coach anymore, but he's big and muscular, so he gets away with a lot. Um, we, we have this new thing where we dominate with any girl we talk to, but every now and then, maybe it's, uh, I'm not going to say the names, Cosmo, but you, you, Cosmo knows too. Every now and then, there's this special girl where you just fucking lose your mind. And you just like, yo, I really like this one. So all of a sudden, everything I know about game, everything I know to do, everything that's worked for me in the past, it just goes out the window and you act like a newbie again sometimes. You make these like really stupid mistakes and like you almost can't trust yourself. You, and we call it getting the yips, which is a sports term, right? And so what we do, so there's another, so there's this girl I'm talking to, like I'm, I'm dating like, God, I should say this on, I, they're not listening to this podcast. I'm dating like four or four or five different girls right now. But I only really like one of them. There's one, and and... I'm noticing with the four, I'm, I'm a god. Like, I can do no wrong. I, I can only fart on a date, and they're just like, you're amazing. Like, I can do no wrong. But then this other one, it's like, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. And then I do like, but, but I, I second guess this. Ooh, should I send this to, I don't know, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, I'm doing well, but it's like, I feel like a tight rope back. And I'm like, why? Why do I have this feel? This is ridiculous. Like, like, what the hell? And it's only with the one you actually really like with the yips. So what we've, what we've created, and, and Brandon has seen this. Well, Brandon's relationship, but he sees it. He's seen it before. Um, Albert has this. Albert is seeing this. So we've created, and this is, one of the most genius shit ever, we created the tribunal. So there's three of us where if we, we don't get to text our yip girl, we don't have a say. 
the tribunal has to decide. So if she texts me, I have to send a screen. Literally, I'll show you guys right here. If you guys are watching this thing, like literally, uh, where is it? So here's, uh, let me turn the blur feature. Um, I'm like, all right, we have it mapped out. Here's what I sent to her. This is Brandon's text. She went back. All right, boys, what's the next text to this? I don't get a say. I can't trust myself. Brandon and Albert get to decide. And if they argue over one, then I'm a tiebreaker. And that's it. And that's like a great three-person tribunal thing, right? And then Albert has one. Albert's like, all right, I got this one. All right, what are we saying to this, boys? She seems really good. Even if it's going well, we're like, nope, I don't get a say. I got the yips. I don't trust it. You can tell me. And then I only have a say if it's a fucking tiebreaker. And so far, it's working. It's it's, it's amazing having this, like, tribunal. But, but for those listening, you need wings. You need friends who who have high level game, you know, like people that you would be able to trust in your tribunal. But if you have a three-way, anyway, so there's so much we could talk about this shit, but I have lost so many yip girls, which I just beat myself over. my like, what the fuck? I, I, I know Cosmo, you and I have kind of talked, we never had a name for it until now, but Cosmo has been in the same boat where we talked about this. I'm curious if you guys ever have these yip, the, the get the yips with certain girls and Jamie, does it work with girls too? Do you got a guy where you get the yips on and, you just so, like lose everything. No, I, what I was going to say was, uh, it's such a guy thing to be like, I discovered what to do with the brain trust. My like, girls have been doing this for years. First of all, we've been, we've been showing each other male text messages forever and being like, what should I say? Um, I don't so think, too, that's really I don't, I think you guys do that, but I think the advice is all basic. Like, Oh, you know, just positive energy. <laughs> I've seen some of those girl tribunal, whatever. Like we are tactical. We are like looking no, at the, so we, no, we literally went from the word absconded to kidnapped and wanted, like, no, so no, 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 no. The girls that I, I mean, the girls that I do this brain trust with is we actually give, like, this is what you should say verbatim. But right? do you lose all even right to down, text? Even down to the little grammar. Okay. Even down to the little emojis. But do you lose the right to say what you text a guy? If, if, if your brain trust, if your girls are like, this is what you send, you don't get a say. You have to do whatever they say. Um, I feel like, for me, I get final say. <laughs> See, I mean, you, but you can't because you got the fucking yips. I can't trust it. I can't trust it. I'm just like, I know nothing. Fuck it. I'm like Cosmos. Like, but we talked about like being a good student. It's like I don't, I, I don't know. I don't trust it. I only way I get a say is if it's like a tiebreaker. How's that work in person, though? No, no in person, I'm, I'm, I'm an animal. In person, I dominate. It, it's more like the in between, the stories, the texting. Um, in person, I'm trying to think in person with the yips. I mean, that's rough. You got it. Like, then they're just like being good women. They're trying to like, boost you up and, and telling you what to do. They can also help you plan the day. Like, yo, do this on the day or, okay. So for example, we had a tribunal where normally I, you know, I'm sleeping with a girl first or second date for like, that's my whatever, but like, no, 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 no. So this is how you're going to do it. First, I forgot what I did. First date was, um, give her a wow experience, don't have sex with her. I did a great thing that I, I, everybody should do here, which is she slept over that night. So I'm so tempted, I'm just like in my mind, but I'm, I literally told her in a way, I'm like, no matter what, we're not having sex tonight. Just so you know, I don't do that on a first date. And she's like, well, I say that, but like she could tell, she's like, what, but, but I'm like, no, no, I, I, maybe, maybe you do have that rule too, but that is my rule. Just, I want you to understand nothing's gonna happen tonight, right? And then nothing did. There was like some cuddle, you know, cuddle, whatever, heavy petting, but like nothing did. And then normally at that point, I go into second day, I'm like, yo, I'm going to close. And they're like, no, 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 second date is go deep connection. 
and sexual tension, but don't close on this one because you want to build it up. I'm like, okay, fuck it. Like now I'm listening to the tribunal. I'm like, all right, I would normally go for it here, but I'm going to, you know, so there is still some, there's still some wiggle room or maybe like the date's going bad, something's happening and you go to the bathroom and you text the tribunal or brain trust, whatever you want to call it, and you're like, guys, yo, this is a situation. Don't what do we bad here? signal. Yeah, don't have <laughs> the bad signal. What's the play, boys? But at, at, look, at some point, one-on-one, like you've got to be able to sure. obviously perform on your own independently at some point. Like you gotta, you're going to be with her one-on-one. It's more just like the the, the meta or the um, the macro stuff, the big stuff, and the the texting the in-between. Because that's what, let's be real. If No, I guess, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying to the listeners, a lot of guys can lose girls in person too, but then just work on your skill set. Like yeah. I feel that just comes down to more experience, constantly being in front of it. But if I'm in person, I'm a fucking animal. Like I'm not worried about that. Okay. All right. So the question is, you know, I, I, you broke it down. You got a term for it and all that kind of thing. Yep. So fucking yips. us dealing with it. Right. So uh, now who, who's part of the brain trust? Did you say Albert? And who right else? now you're all invited. But I feel like we should have an odd number. I do like that idea. But um, it's me, Albert, who you guys know, and then Brandon, my uh, my roommate. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. I, I mean, I can't say is that I can't, for me personally, I can't think of a time that, I, I don't know. Nicholas? You don't you get the know? yips, motherfucker. Are you, that's because you've been in a 20-year marriage. If you're going to tell me, you never had the yips. That's just because you you already got your yip girl. You're you're out. You're you're you're. Well, I mean, you know, like okay, I guess to a degree, but not to the degree that I would have ever like had a counsel. Because yeah, like, you're I had to marry. Of course people. not. You got your girl. I I I don't think you under, like you got your amazing girl. You you win. Yeah, I don't think you, I, don't, mean... I don't think you should get yips. I will say this to your point. To your point. It does take a lot of pressure off. I think that like, if something doesn't work out, right. Like I don't, I, it's not like I'm coming away with nothing. You know what I mean? Because I've got somebody at home, you know right. what I mean? So it does take, it does take a lot of that pressure off. Well, the yips also is like, you, there's like an emotional part of it. It's like, yo, I really think I I'm getting the feels here a little bit. Like, yo, this girl, maybe I'm not saying she's the one, but like, I could, so I could potentially see a future. You're you know, just like afraid of blowing it is what it comes down to. Nicholas, help me out here, brother. God, like, do, do you guys get? I, I, mean, I, come on. I, I get the yips, but okay, I have a weird way of going about fixing it, right? So, like for me, I have like an archive of messages with girls when I didn't have the yips, and so when I do have the yips, I'm like, okay, she sent this. Let me look in my archive of when I didn't have the yips to see what I would send. I try to put myself in that headspace and send something similar because I know I'll fuck it up if I if I just use my emotional response. So that's how I deal with it. So you have, I mean, that's probably the most Indian programmer answer I think I've ever heard for this. So you, I, no, don't get me wrong. I got Jamie's seen it. I got my like database of like uh, for at least for online game, uh, which I think is so easy. It's plug and play, like because it's so again and again if they ask this or if they say this copy paste this this is the best responses to whatever i get that right it's not perfect, but it, it prevents you from doing dumb shit and i do this i do this funny enough with business as well right so with business i know that sometimes i'm emotionally not in a place to make a decision so i always have a list of these are the steps you have to take for the next month so things don't go to shit 
And I just follow that blindly if I feel like I'm thrown off. It's the same thing. But I agree. It's a very basic methodology. You know, I feel like I do that, though. I feel like I do that regardless. Like, I have shit databases for any girl. Yeah. It's like, you know what happened? Maybe I don't trust it enough sometimes where I'm like, no, nah, that won't work for this one. Or, or, or maybe it'll be like, but, but there's stuff that you can't, like, like okay, when do I text? When, oh, she did this kind of story. Should I give a fuck? Should I not give a fuck? What kind of date should I plan for this type of girl? Like, like there's, there's stuff you can't yeah. just flow chart. Like, you know, like it, some stuff, yes, but. As I'm thinking about it. Okay, so there have been women that like, I could see myself having a relationship outside of my marriage with. Okay. Um, that, that's something that... listening to this podcast. <laughs> he did not. He, he, he did not mean that, Mister Dale. You didn't hear what was said before you hopped on. <laughs> oh <honey>. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> well, Dale had a wife, so all right. <laughs> no, but, so here's the thing. Um, if I if I'm having those types of feelings, let, okay. So last week in last week's podcast, we talked about a concept called hardballing. Okay, where it's basically being very upfront. Uh, I'm always hardballing when I'm talking to you, Dale. Of, of what it is that you want out of this or what you're looking for exactly, okay? So this would be that hardballing, but not right on the onset because I don't know if I would want to have a relationship on any level with this girl on the onset. But if I start feeling like that, that could be possible, I'm going to have a very blunt, and I've done this before, have a very blunt upfront conversation about my time, my time constraints, uh, everything I have going on and where does she fit in into this? If she's interested in pursuing this further. Can we just call it the elephant in the room here though, guys, Jamie's trying to get all of us hardballing yeah, right no, now. I'm like what the, know. what is going on? I know it's hot. I'm not summer. Listening to you guys right now. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm really trying to listen to you, Dale, but literally I, I'm getting I, what, I was thinking that and then her mom left. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you guys are listening to this podcast and not watching it, you are fucking up this, this episode. I'm just, just gonna throw it out we, there. We've already established I'm closer to age to her mom what than a, to Jamie. What a turnaround. <laughs> it's like one episode, watch Jamie get Botox. Next episode, watch Jamie in bikini. They're like, oh, fuck it. I feel we gypped the boat. The people watching Botox are like, what the hell? They got gypped. They're missing this one. Yeah, no, you gotta get Botox next step at a nice little pool. I'm at the Pendry in Ooh. San Diego. Have you ever been? Yeah, of course. Yes. No, I know. I think that's where we took him, Cosmo. The, um that's San Diego boot camp we did. Yeah, that's where, oh, that's where I would have been. In other yeah, words. yeah. If, you're, if your bathroom didn't become your kitchen, or right? All through your roof, and yes, that's where we would have been. I, I, boil, seen... I, boil, I boil all my food in my bathtub now. Basically. That, was, that was the most crazy story. We, we've covered it in a previous episode. Yeah, we've already talked about that. We but um, I've never seen Cosmo's eyes light up more than that boot camp where he walked in the pen and he goes, what the fuck did I just walk in on? Because there was some like paid model event and they were just littered with not, I'm not sure, like literal like nines and tens everywhere. And it was just like, what is happening right now? All right. So let's play a little game before we wrap everything up. All right. I started doing this last week. I'd like this to continue. I think it's a lot of fun. A little game of would you rather. All right. So got a couple of would you rather questions you guys are all familiar with this right of course okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's self-explanatory what i like this or yeah, rather I know. I'm just, just making sure just making sure all right so would you rather orgasm every time you enter the grocery store that one or never orgasm again during orgasm every grocery store i'm coming yeah, out every dude. fucking banana <laughs> 
That's no competition right there. Yeah. I mean, I already do every time I go to the grocery store, but so I'm out of this one, but yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm almost never there, but I would, yeah. I mean, Cosmo, where, where, where you, where you, why on this one? Oh my God, that's a no brainer. Absolutely. Ralph, Trader Joe's, Mom and Pop's. Yeah, but you can't, right. that's cool. That's cool, but you can never orgasm again during sex. Oh, Wait, why? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. What? You yeah. said. You, no, 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 no. You guys jumped all over me when I was talking. All, oh, right. Sorry. all right. Would you rather orgasm every time you enter a grocery store or never orgasm again during sex? I, the first one. Yeah. I would always. Okay. Then that means every time that you have sex, you can't orgasm. But you can orgasm once you Yeah, that's Walmart. not what you said. Would you rather? Oh, okay. So. Can I choose not to orgasm every time in a grocery store yeah. and just have and sex you would, normally? You would just be normal. Then you I'll just pick be normal. normal. Yeah, then I pick normal every time. Okay. I okay. think that was a wordly weirder question, but whatever. I, I thought it was like, would you either choose to always orgasm in a grocery store or never orgasm during sex? I thought it was like an or, not an and. Yeah, if, okay. If, oh, you know, I did word it poorly. Okay. That's if you awesome. orgasm every time that you walk into the grocery store, you can't orgasm during sex. Never. No. Cancel. Yeah, yeah. I think we all have them doing sex, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to see boobies. I, I think sex is fun, even if I don't orgasm. Like, I, sometimes I try not to because I like to, you know, hold it in. But I actually think I would, uh, I'm okay not orgasm during sex. I mean, a lot of women don't orgasm during sex. Jamie knows that, right? right. So. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> I would make trips to go to the grocery store. <laughs> like, oh god, I forgot, I forgot it. I forgot the cranberry sauce. Fuck. My wife just came back from the grocery store. You want me to ask him? <laughs> just heard her come in. All right. Would you rather send a sext to your mom or a nude to your ex? New to your ex, yeah, obviously, yeah. New, new to ex, yeah, new to the ex, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I stand in that camp too. I think sending a, a sex to your mom would be a little bit weird. <laughs> it would be a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just not happening. We're gonna shut that one down. <laughs> My mom would still, my mom would still be like, that's so well worded, Jamie. Like, don't send it to me. But well, with you, it'd be to your dad, Jamie. It'd be a sex message to your yeah. dad. Yeah. Oh, God. Gotta... I don't even want to think about it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you got to cross genders. No, there, no, right? no. <laughs> All right. So coming up on five, well, at five o'clock, I guess it is for me. Uh, so guys, listen, we do this every single week and I'm going to say it again. I've been throwing this out here the last few podcasts the first person i've gotten the last two weeks i've gotten many responses but it's only limited to one person the first person that sends me a screenshot emails it to modern flirting podcast at gmail sends me a screenshot that they're promoting this podcast i will give you a free one-on-one -on -one coaching call okay so send it to me get it out there get the word out on this podcast, let people know. You know that you know people that need to hear the information that we're talking about. Sure, we're having a lot of fun, but there's a lot of knowledge here too, right? So get the word out on it. Let me know so I can give you that free one-on-one -on -one coaching call. So that's it. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.
All right.